Hello. Hello. Yeah, this is different. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you a lot better now. Yeah, this is this is really different. Okay. Um, I wish there was a way I can connect my um earphones. Yeah, I don't because I but I'm on my earphones though. But I'm not on my earphones. I don't know. I don't know why. Oh. Well, that's fine though. I feel like we can talk. Yeah, that's fine. Phone attached to my ear like it's fucking 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I, I can't even get you off a speakerphone. What is up with that? I don't know. Maybe that? however you start the shit, that's how you gotta finish it. Yeah, that's interesting. But um, what are you giving? Child, nothing. I'm sitting here. I just fed the dogs and I gotta finish watching the boys. Oh, child, do not tell me about the boys, girl. You're going to have to hold on that one. I never said I was going to oh, tell you okay. about it. I just told you I was watching. Okay, because my, co- my co-worker already revealed to me what the ending could be based off the comic book. So I'm kind of like holding right? out. I know it's a comic. Huh? I know it's a comic, but why he spoiled it? Because he, t- he was asking me about it because he didn't see it because he's seen the comic. He read the comic and because of the comic, he's like, the ending will just, like, you know, kind of not be, like, as, like, good as it is, but I want to kind of see how it leads up to it. But, um, yeah, I'm going to watch the episode tonight, and then I also want to get into some more shows, too, because I finished Nurse Ratchet. I keep calling the show Nurse Ratchet mm-hmm. when it's just called Ratchet. But, that... but you know, it's based off a book character named Nurse right, Ratchet. Right, that's so, and that's yeah. where my mind goes. Right. But, you know, I have a topic for us today. Okay, and what's the topic? Our topic does come with a special guest that you have to add on. Okay, okay. We so, can do that. the topic of today, okay, I saw this post, right? on this girl's page and it was right after we had our podcast and I was kind of like okay cool like I saw the post and I was like "Mm, you know here we go again people in uh, um, their one-sided ignorance to situations so give me a second let me scroll through um, this girl's Facebook this queen's Facebook so I can find the post and she didn't say anything negative but um, it said Empire, gay, P-Valley, gay, the shy, gay, power, gay, um, gay. It says black television is poisonous to the black mind. Okay. Then right after that, I, hold on. I'm not done. So I try not to get know, into I'm, you know. I'm trying to get to, um, not trying to get too far into it, but I saw another comment that read, they're trying to put, it into our children's head that it's okay, but people need to think back to when they were kids. Homosexuality was not advertised like it is today. We didn't see that shit growing up because it was adult business, not for kids to see. And I was like, boom, this will be a perfect topic because there's levels to to this for me. When it comes to people who Le- levels to the subject and levels to the read, they about to get. But you <laughs> no, okay. So what I have to, what I have an issue about is how okay, someone specifically chose these shows to talk about, 
and how each show had a gay character or a gay moment, a gay scene of some sort. Um, and they're using that as the, the poison to the black mind. So that post was one thing. And then it was the comment and um, it was the, they're trying to put it into our children's head that really took me for a, a whoop dee doo <laughs> No, hear me out. So last time I checked, I'm not 100% sure, but last time I checked, all of these shows was rated mature. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I hope for the sake of this <laughs> conversation that there is no one out there actually allowing their child to watch this show. This is these shows, and this is one, two, three. These four shows, in my opinion, as a child, is one of those shows my mom would watch in her room, not in the mm-hmm. living room, if you was to catch my drift. I didn't even walk past grabbing something out the refrigerator and see it. You know what I mean? Granted, <laughs> we're in a day now where kids can get into their own stuff and stuff like that, but... I'm saying it as, like, these shows aren't rated for children. They're not made for children. So if children's eyes get onto it, that was not the intention of the the people making it. You know what I mean? And then within that, it's still this notion of feeling as though, you know, TV can influence children's minds and their sexuality. Because I remember being a child and I'm like, okay. Girl, what are you doing in the background with all that shuffling? I'm getting my wine bottle. Continue. Well, hurry up because all I hear is you getting your wine bottle. Yes, and I need to drink this. I'm sorry. I, 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 no. Come on. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm coming. I'm coming. I got the wine. I got the wine. Go ahead. Okay. So... My thing is, is that okay? Let's use let's use P Valley for example. You, we had this conversation. Want to use you want to use that one as the yeah? First let's one? use P Valley example. Ooh, oh, okay. Yeah. My oh, yeah. issue with people with 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 people using, and I want to point out that the person that shared this post originally did not have anything negative to say about the topic. Her actual comment mm-hmm. towards it was, you know. Her comment was, I'm going to tell y'all how to fix this. Find the button that button that says channel, go up or down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then she mentioned the concept that children shouldn't be watching these shows anyway. So I want to start with the shy. I mean, not the shy. I want to start with P-Valley. And I want to point out that with everything that happened in P- in P Valley, all the things that were going on, all the under notions, all the politics, and all that kind of stuff, the only thing that you have a problem with was it Uncle Clifford that you have a problem with, or was it the 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 little murder that you had a problem with, or their relationship together? Well, you know, I'm gonna was... say it like this. I know I don't mean to cut it off, cut you off, but I'm gonna say it like this. I hope they ain't have a problem with Uncle Clifford because I ain't trying to be funny. Before P Valley even came out. Uncle Clifford was the face of P-Valley. Every fucking trailer, every commercial, every online poster had Uncle Clifford's face up there. And even when they had a whole little trailer about each person's love interest, they had Autumn and Andre. They had Uncle Clifford and Lil' Murder in the middle. 
and they had um what's the bitch um Mississippi and Diamond on the end. This was all these posters had on Clifford there. So if they had an issue on Clifford, I hope they ain't surprised that that um that it, well we we haven't confirmed if Uncle Clifford is gay or trans or um gender binary whatever. But still, it, we're gonna say Uncle Clifford is just a feminine gay man for this for this point. They knew he was gonna be up there. They knew he was gonna be the face of the show. So if you have a problem with that for yourself, for your own eyes, because I would hope, like you said, that children aren't watching this because it's not for them. It's called fucking P Valley, which means it's about pussy. We all know what P and Valley stands for. I would hope that grown ass adults over the age of something knows if I can talk to a 15 year old and they can tell me what a valley is. Bitch, Miguel, man. Understand. So they knew what was in the show and they knew there was going to be a gay person in the show. So I would hope that knowing that the show was about strippers beforehand, you knew that the show was going to have a gay person as the main character and you knew that this gay person was going to be dressed up. You knew all of these things. You knew there would be violence. You knew there would be titties. You knew there would be ass. You knew there would be all these things. It was all in the fucking trailers for the show. So I would hope that you, as an as a, as a adult with common sense, would know this might not be appropriate to children, you know? But lo and behold, they want to they blame other people because they're fucked up parents. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Continue. And um, before okay. we continue, should we add our guest in? We're going we're gonna to add our... Matter of fact, let's add our okay. guest in. Okay, hold on one second. Okay. All right. I just sent the uh, invite. Okay. Well, yeah. So I found the continuation of the post where someone had added some more stuff to it. And when when they come in, I'm just going to read that part. And uh, I'm, I, I'm, I think I can, I think it'll be safe to pass the mic to them and let them open up that con part of the conversation. Okay. Yeah. And. Yeah, but right now I'm getting these tags together for these clothes. I got a few more that I need to do, and then I need to start putting these um the ceiling on these paintings too. Oh, okay. We we mm. got a guest in the show. Hello. Hey, love. What's up, y'all? Hey, how you doing? What you doing? I was watching Dynasty, honestly. Oh, that's Dynasty. Yeah. The new one or the old it, one? Is the, the new one, actually. Y'all know. Is Dynasty the White Empire? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Elizabeth Gillis. I think she's a great actress. And, okay. Um, I just want... Okay. Yeah. So, me and Cedric briefly talked about our topic a little bit. I found the rest of the post that I've been trying to look for low-key. So, um... Where is it? Okay. So the rest of the post, it says Empire, gay, P-Valley, gay, the shy, gay, power, gay, uh, black television today is poisonous to the black mind. And um, someone had commented under that, it says power, the shy, and empire also depict black men as criminals, drug dealers, cheaters, baby daddies, murderers, sexual deviants, etc., so do, so do black movies like Friday, Menace to Society, Boys in the Hood, The Wood, Players Club, Baby Boy, etc. Why do you fake conscious never 
fake conscious men never mention that in your think pieces. Why is the thug agenda not as important to you? Oh, yeah, because you don't actually care about the state of the black community. You just hate gay people. Own it and go about your day. Gay people exist in large numbers. Chances are everyone knows someone that is gay. We shouldn't be deprived of representation because you disagree. Turn the TV off and go mentor a youth in your community. Brother, pound emoji. Period. So, right. So I'm going to let you take the floor. I'm going to let our guest take the floor uh, from this point on because she's also a parent, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So I feel like that, that being that the original comment that I read mentioned its influence on children, I feel like it will be best to, for you to speak on that, being that you're in a situation where you are technically in control of what your child is viewing at this point. So, yeah, roll with that. I mean, I let my daughter watch RuPaul's Drag Race. So, at any rate, you know, I don't. I I present her with reality, and the reason I say that is because at the end of the day, I'm gonna whether she come she's straight or gay, she's gonna respect another human being and their choice. In other words, she's gonna mind her business, like point blank. Because I just feel like you know when it comes to kids and just children, teenagers or whatever, yes, they are influenced easily by things, but as a parent, you control that. So the fact that people are saying, oh, this is this is influencing our kids, why are you letting your kids watch it then? If you have such a problem with it, why are you showing it to your kids? And and I agree that it is everywhere, but good, because when I was a kid, I didn't see none of it. But And somehow, I'm still gay. I didn't see none of this growing up. I mean, slightly, but not like this, no. But I grew up with straight stuff. What's the explanation for that? Well, you know, for me, I kind of went on, I had to really dig deep and think about, okay, gay, what, what will be the gayness that I see? You know, okay, so I watched Looney Tunes and I love Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember Bugs Bunny throwing on a dress and, you know, being a woman in certain cases. But for me, I just felt like I didn't really think anything of it. I didn't think of it anything sexually. I didn't even think of it as being a real thing. You know, that's not something that a a person would do, but this is a rabbit. You know what I mean? I really didn't think about that. Even when the Powderpuff Girls went, uh, him, you know, I understood that that was a a male or, or someone with a deep voice and I understood their presentation, but I didn't really think about it in a sexual way, despite the fact that it was heels and, and fishnets. That's not something that my mind directly went to. When I see certain things on TV as a child, I really didn't recognize it if that was something that I was into or something that I wanted to do. I just recognized it as this is something that I'm seeing, you know, happen. And then I I say a statement all the time. It's not sexual until somebody makes it sexual. Right. And people should feel weird the fuck out because they make everything with their children sexual. Sexual, Like, I would feel weird as a parent. Like, if you're making things that your children have going on into something sexual and they're not even thinking about it that way, like, it's one thing if it's actually something sexual going on. Like, if you witness, you know, at the pedophilia or some shit like that, hell yeah, I'm gonna fucking come in with an axe and I'm gonna fucking chop your head up, you know, some shit like that. But, you know, just watching a TV show or something like that, I don't think that's big of a deal. And then, like y'all said, like, 
you know, we don't have these type, we didn't see, we would see it in, you know, growing up, but it wasn't as big right now. But sometimes we didn't see mm-hmm. it at all. But my thing right. is still gay, still here. Right. Now, what I'm, right. what I'm noticing is, I'm going to be completely honest, because gay, queer and gay representation has always been in entertainment and TV. It's just, the issue now is that it's in black TV. You get what I mean? Like, in uh, my thing, and I'm talking about that's, that's the Grace. real issue. We've had willing to, no, but let's go back to just cartoons. I'm talking about for children. There are characters who were never said to be gay, but it's implied, and you can tell that these people are gay. Mr. Ratburn from Arthur, when he came out, nobody was surprised. Was like, oh, yeah, we knew he was gay. You could tell. The, the wrist flip, the mannerism, hand on the hip, he had it all. You get what I mean? Same like the teacher from uh, Hey Arnold. Teacher from Hey Arnold was gay. Y'all don't remember that. Teacher from Hey Arnold was gay. And I want to say it was right. the episode where he invited his boyfriend to um, Thanksgiving dinner or some shit like that. You get what I mean? Like you said, Bugs Bunny dressed in drag all the time. Fucking Daffy Duck dressed in drag all the time. Every now and again, you'll see Walt Disney um, racist ass let, let one of them cartoon characters dress in drag. And then, you know, even newer cartoons, it's a whole thing with Steven Universe. The lady Rebecca Sugar, people don't even know, they think she's a lesbian. She's intersex. And if y'all don't know what it is, that's a hermaphrodite. That's the derogatory term for it. But she's intersex. And she just wanted to make a cartoon to make other intersex kids feel okay. And people turned that into a thing. And she was like, and she didn't, she didn't come out and say, well, this is how I was born. I was born with, you know, either both parts or no parts at all. She didn't really say all that because that's her business. But at the same time, she was like, I just wanted representation for kids who were born like me, who don't, who don't know their gender, who literally do not know their gender or their sex until they become an adult. They literally do not know until they become an adult because they have either both or nothing at all. So the, and that the, and that's the thing and that's the thing the representation is important because it lets children know options. But but that's the thing though it's when that, you come to representation we as a black community should understand that. We still trying to figure out why Cree Summers is every black character, every black girl character that's ever existed has always been Cree Summers. And we still trying to figure that out. And we can, and we, right, and we, right. and you get what I mean. So it's like we understand how right. representation goes. So I don't get it. Right. So another part. Okay. So we touched on that. So another part that I actually, actually was never heard of. So when, when the, the comments spoke about it, I was like, whoa. I've even, I've never heard, I've never heard none of my black men on on Facebook speak about this at all. This thug agenda. And it's like, oh, okay. I've heard, I've heard the whole text speak about the gay agenda on multiple levels, but I've never heard nobody speak on this thug agenda. And I'm like, ooh. But do- so y'all really not ready to talk about what she talked what she said when it was, you know, like the thug agenda being like all across TV. And then you really think about it, no one talks about that. And it's the same with rappers. Rappers, in order for you to be a rapper, you have to be a thug. And those things like coincide. Like mm-hmm. you can't be a rapper about without being attached to either selling drugs or drug abuse or you know uh uh uh, sexual deviancy Mm -hmm. something you have to have something like that attached to you in order to come come on look at that look how men see future like future is like the 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 ideal thug 
that every guy really wants. And you got to think about the kind of the kind of lifestyle he has, you know. And I, and I say the thug agenda throughout the movies because it's like, wow, like no one has actually spoke about this baby boy is old. You know, the wood, like all these movies have all portrayed the same thing that we all love to this day. And no one still talks about the concept. But like the, I'll let someone else take but the But like the post yeah. said, like the post said, do these hotels and these people that speak like this really, really care about our community? Or do they really just hate gay people? You get what I mean? Because you care about community. Right. You'll be mentoring kids and telling them that's not the way to go. And really, if right. you want to really get into some shit, the thug agenda, quote unquote, is the real gay agenda. Because I know plenty of dudes. Ooh. I know plenty of dudes oh. who stay who stay in and out of jail living this agenda. They stay in and out of jail because they can go to jail and do all the shit they want to do to me when they done. <laughs> it, it, it can't nobody say nothing to them. They ain't got to creep around. They ain't got to um, jump in and knock, knock nobody's windows and book no hotel rooms and shit. They can do it right where they at. So let's, re- oh let's really talk now, about this, it. How this conversation, this conversation went real left. No, child. because how I told it? y'all, I told you, <laughs> I told you when you read that post, the post had, you said the post had multiple dimensions and I said I had multiple reads. And this the first one. This thug agenda is the real gay agenda. You worry about us. You need to be worried about other ones. And this isn't me, you know, this isn't me bashing DL dudes or nothing like that. You do what you do. You be who you are. And you know, I always come to the defense of DL dudes because DL behavior is the behavior that was created. It was created by other by people around them. This was the behavior that was requested. People are only doing this because people requested that of them. However, I have an issue when those people, and I say that because one of the people I saw comments under that was definitely in my inbox. Um, I say that because I don't like when you, you know, you know what type of life you live and you know why you in and out of jail. We know why you in and out of jail and we know why you got to live this lifestyle. So let's talk about the real thug agenda. But that's neither here nor there. Mm. Continue. Let me not go left like you said. I'm going to go left a little later though. Okay. I mean, to be honest, we could get into that's another topic of discussion too about why the thug agenda is pushed though. Because if you think about it, you know, you see it all through media and there's a reason behind it, which that will get into private prisons and all that stuff. So we can not do that. But (laughs) that's a whole nother thing. But I think that, you know, because that is the image that was set forth for the black male just think about it and 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 as we're talking about representation and why they should really think about this is what representation do we have besides thugs drug dealers criminals no really you're right because how many years did it take us to get a movie without that first time we got a movie like that with tyler perry and you gotta think about it did we really even get it or was it was the thing that oh they they're not a drug dealer, but they used to be one. You're you know, right. was it was You're it right. was it like oh they either were a drug dealer or then oh they're clean cut now, but they used to do one. Power is a good example of that where it's like oh yeah yeah I used to be a part of that life or I'm I'm low key about being a part of that life. You know that kind of thing. It's like it's 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 someone who's naturally from that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They don't really create movies about people who are from. You know, for people for people who are black who are grew up and raised in a a non threatening lifestyle. Right. 
and I, someone I, who grew up in suburbia or someone who grew up with both of their families who grew up with love and would like we see in other movies with yeah. with non-black people i'm not going to say just white in general i'm just right. going to say non-black but you know like we, we don't, don't we, get you that. don't really see that we don't we get don't that get clear that. background no but matter what, it's even down to it will be to the point where even the the kid could have grown up clean, but the parents have some sort of you know like I'm from the the mom will be like from the hood or the dad will be from the hood and they will have like this deep dark past or something like mm-hmm. that. And it's like why is it always why is that why is us coming up from poverty always the narrative for us? Yeah, it's like you know yeah. what I mean, and it's always and I'm sorry. We, we, no, go ahead. no, I was about to ask, have y'all ever seen it's a movie called The Cookout um, that I had seen, and I, I only bring this up because there was a part in the movie, it's actually Wend- Wendell, uh, Wendy, whatever Wendy Williams is is in the movie, and she's like so, were you a drug dealer? Were your parents drug dealers? And all this other stuff, and he's like, no Oh, and she was like, oh, let's talk about when you grew up in the hood, were your parents on crack? You know what I'm saying? So it's like even and, and the what I'm saying is they make fun of the shit. Like they're making fun of the right. shit. Like this is, you know, it's an expectation. Like even for athletes or you know, say it makes for a good story. Cause that's what people Lord, wanna, no want to that's man. the story people want to hear about black people. They want to hear that we were we came from nothing and we had to do all this crazy stuff to be where we are. But they can't expect us to, you know, have that generational wealth and all this other stuff. But see, people should be more outraged, and I actually saw this on the post. People should be more outraged that that's our only representation, right. rather than being more outraged that a re- real black people who happen to be gay are now being added to the representation. But your representation as a straight black male is still the same. We just getting added right. to it. So you should be more mad. And this was a Facebook post. Why haven't black people had a coming of age story that didn't involve some, some hood shit? Right. The, the closest Why thing haven't black people have a coming of age story? Literally, Black Panther was the only thing that we had that wasn't, you know, related to that in, in any sense at all. That's it. And what year did that come out? Yeah. That just came out like a couple years exactly. ago. Exactly. So that that's crazy. Like people should be more outraged about that. And the crazy part about it, and my issue is when it comes to gay representation in black entertainment, because that's the only issue people have a problem with. They can seem to watch it in any other show and any other movie, but black people know it ain't happening. <laughs> any other time previous to that, it was either some steamy ass weird lesbian scene. Or a black gay man for comedic relief who was super feminine and super flamboyant, and all of us like, ain't like that. And and that and that and and even say that, I even say that I used Baby Boy for example, forty dollars. That is all that young man had in that scene. They had him as a hairdresser. He mm-hmm. had to smack his lips and he had to pull his hair back into that little ponytail. Right. And it's like y'all don't understand. Y'all don't understand how that narrative. You don't know how many times me and Cedric, as gay black men, have had to walk into situations and people assume that we're that person. Yeah. You don't even know how many times we've had to walk into a situation and code switch into that person just to swiftly move away. 
Exactly. Like, well, girl, let me just smack these lips and say, hey, child. And then, and then walk right back mosey out. on <laughs> over. Like, please. You right. know what I mean? That I don't know how many times I've been assumed. Right. I don't know how many times someone's assumed that I've done hair or to put me in some sort of perspective that they've seen on TV or something like that. And it's like, okay, that that is that's not everyone. And I think everyone deserves everyone deserves representation of all kinds of people so even the thug agenda is an issue that i feel like that we as a community should be talking about you know and i feel like that when i saw that post i was like wow people really aren't talking about this i see a lot of guys not talking about this and it was something that i didn't even think about until i saw the post so i think it's that combined with the concept that people think this is supposed to influence children and to even talk about that if beyond that because I think when people say influencing children I feel like they throw children out there because you know they feel like they're easy to be influenced but I feel like that what's really happening and ain't no man ain't no nigga gonna agree to this but what's really happening is these niggas dicks is getting hard to these gay scenes okay because let me tell you what's really happening so let's let's peel back the layer let's peel back the layer get your wine take a sip because I'm about to peel back the layer for you what's happening listening listening what's happening is people have a lack of diversity in their life visually as in they don't really see a lot of people and then also they have a lack of diversity within their personal life with their senses and not actually being able to see and experience other things i'm not telling anyone they need to be open to experiencing and experimenting with different people all i'm saying is always good as an individual to to go out there and be able to see and be able to look at and be able to do and experience different things just for the clarity of yourself. What I mean by that is if you are a man and you've been one of those heteronormative motherfuckers that feel like that anything gay is you don't want nowhere near you. You watching TV and you see something gay for what what you realize is really the first time in your life. Mm-hmm. And what happened? <laughs> What happened? Go ahead, say it. So say now it. you have a feeling within your. Because <laughs> <laughs> look, look, it, it made me think about that 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 um that article that I shared that ended up being fake news, where it said the dude had shot his doctor because he has, had gave him a prostate exam and he had had an orgasm. I was like, see. <laughs> That's some See, real, yeah, that, I saw that's that some shit. real. Now, look, now you that's are 45, 50 year old man, and you just had your first orgasm because we're not gonna act like this is something that he had. No, he had his first one, and he was when he had his first one, he had realized that he probably got grandkids and that he's been through this life and he's experienced something that he's never experienced before. Never he's not experienced. So now, here you are as an individual and shunned your life away visually physically mentally from something that you never even really thought about really and it's not really just a thought especially if you're keeping especially if you're doing this to yourself it's not really even something you gotta visually talk about to people but it's one of those things that when you saw that you had a feeling towards that because i'm not gonna lie bitch when i see the uh the straight um uh, action going on oh baby i definitely feeling it if it's steamy so you're not telling me that you didn't see uncle clifford and little murder and then, then, then feel some kind of way. Because I think they had a, a little clip of Uncle Clifford Cheeks in there and a little picture of, uh, child, don't tell me you ain't say nothing. Don't tell me. Same with the shot. When they had the, um, then they have um, 
that was they had like a um a trans relationship in the shot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they were so... actually that was a whole scandal because one of the dudes who had been on the show for a long time, they killed him off because he was supposed to be in the relationship with the trans woman. And mm-hmm. they said no. Um well he said no. So that was the a Jason whole scandal behind that show. Well, yeah, I, feel like, yeah. I, I feel like personally, you have the right to refuse anything that you do not want to yes, do. That you're not you comfortable know? with. Yes. And how and you are you are obligated to suffer any of those consequences that come from you taking your your stand of not doing something. So period. Next case. But I, I mean Right. I ain't trying to I ain't trying to No, I was oh, gonna go say ahead, like go in, in a different perspective too, because I I have seen um like people who were forced into the straight narrative because and and even in myself like I was forced into the straight narrative because that's what you're supposed to do quote unquote you're supposed to be straight you're supposed to do something so I think a lot of these men are were forced into it and they're like oh I gotta get a wife I gotta you know have kids and stuff like that and they're, they're like I know that I feel these feelings, but I can't act on them because of this whole image thing. Like that, that, that right. thing is right. what, and, and that's a big thing that is, you know, affecting everybody. That's a big thing. That right. Plague like in. It's, it's, I feel it's, like that plagues a lot of black right, communities. I feel like that plagues a lot of black families. Yeah. It's no, that but image that you're supposed yeah. to have. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Like my thing is, is going back to what you said, Clyde. Like these thirty-year-old men are now questioning their sexuality. But my issue, I want to go back to the kids because I have an issue with them questioning their sexuality and then try to use the kids as a beard. It's one thing for y'all to be using women as a beard, but now you're using the kids as a beard because you you can't blame other people because you're a fucked up parent. My when it comes to the kids. I know they say it takes a village, but they didn't mean get a village full custody. And people have been too, too adamant, especially recently, about allowing teachers and media to raise their kids and then letting the grandma and the mama babysit. That's how it's been going for quite some time. The teachers in the schools and the media are raising the kids and the grandmothers and and the grandmothers and your mothers are babysitting and then you going free you just go pick them up after 6 o'clock and i have an issue with that i have an issue with that because i don't know if anybody knows you know i always i be reading some weird shit <clears throat> i don't know if anybody knows but they did a study on the gay gene a couple years back and they actually found that it's it's not a real thing it's a real thing but it's not a real thing it's not a gene it's a hormone when you have a gay family member the gay family member is meant to be the village. And when I say that, women release a hormone that produces gay children, both male and female, when there's turmoil in their family where they feel like their family and their children are being threatened in some type of way. They tested it first on bees, then they tested it on mammals, and then they tested, they have started testing it on women through a survey. And they noticed that women with gay children were experiencing type of emotional trauma as to where they felt like their family or their children were being threatened by someone else in the family. So they needed some, they need, innately, this hormone released itself so that you can produce a gay child to protect the family. Now think about it. We as gay people, do we or do we not protect the family more than any other family member? Because I know me and I'm only, I'm 27 and I've raised about 
six or seven kids by now. I've helped raise six or seven kids at this point, both family members and non-family members. How about yeah, yourself? Yeah, pretty much. I'm very yeah. protective of you. Already know. <laughs> yeah, we we innately help raise children, and we help protect children. When you know you ever notice that it's always the gay child that moves in with your with your mother or your grandfather that takes care of the house and takes care of everything after they die, or the gay the gay one that's always babysitting or coming to pick up the kids and do stuff with the kids. We buy the kids my everything. Uncle show is living that in the house I grew up person. in, my grandparents' house. He show exactly. is living there. That's that's our that's our purpose in the family dynamic. And what people don't understand is when you kick us out, you fucking up your, our whole purpose for being there. We are the village. <laughs> we was a, we were born to be the village. So I it's, have a problem it's, it's, when you do that to us and you not allow me to do, do what I'm supposed to do. Any family member that has been... I, I've raised plenty of kids. I've helped raise plenty of kids. And, and people can say what they want to say, but I have helped raise kids. People still call me to this day. What I'm gonna do about this child? What I I'm sure do. About that child? I sure do. This child looking for you. I sure do. You get what I mean? It so was a point. Like, it was a point in time like, where my child would not even go to sleep without you being there. Yeah, child, sing your little Kim. <laughs> sing your little Kim. You remember that? You know she would not go to sleep not at without all. little Kim. I feel like I feel like that it will take a long time. And and I don't want to say a long, long time, but I feel like it may take a while for people to see um, what is going on and how we still play a role in what it is to be black and to be intersex. What what is it called? Intersexuality, intersectionality. One yeah, of those it's words. Intersectionality. Yeah. Yeah, and that and that exists and, and and exists for everyone. There are people who are. Who, who discover their sexuality early. There are some who discover theirs late. There's some people who might take a while, but what I always say to people is, you know, just make sure, you know, I feel like it's everyone knows. I feel like everyone says that you're, you're not born this way. And I'm like, well, you, you, you know, so, and, you know, and we know a lot of people who know, and we know a lot of people who don't know, you know, a lot of people who are questioning, but, you know, a, a man that is straight knows that he's straight. A man who is unsure yeah. of himself will be unsure and will find certain things that question that threatening. But I feel like yeah. any, any person, male or female, who is secure in their sexuality cannot be swayed in any means. But And I agree with you. But my thing is when people say we're shoving it down their throats. No, we're not shoving it down down your throats. You just not mad yep, your there business. Yep, it is. I, I know several, I know several well, women. I know several women. I'm being honest. You, well, I'm not shoving it down your throat. I, bitch, I, I, you open wide. You, did you want my knee pads? Because well, I got Because well, you was there. I got, I'm ready to shift the topic, y'all. I got something else I want to talk about. So right when we was really, we thought we was done with you know, Lisa Ray girl chat. They had brought her sister the brat on the show, and apparently, mm-hmm. and apparently, it was a um an interesting situation. Well, well, judging from y'all, y'all saying that the article led more to what really happened. But when I yes. read the article, it definitely spoke about how I guess Lisa Ray had felt some kind of way about um the brat was but decision let hear me out decision and what she did and stuff like that but that was what the article said and Mm -hmm. what i took from that was i feel like that lisa ray has this um this personal obsession with people i don't want to call it a personal Mm -hmm. obsession 
I, I feel like she has this thing where she feel like she needs to know the deep depths of everyone around her. And it makes her right. uncomfortable when she she doesn't have that information and she lashes out because I understand, uh, you know, my, my sister's a lesbian and me and my mm. sister grew up together. Me and my sister mm-hmm. never had a conversation about her sexuality. And it, it's one of those things that when she came out to everyone, she came out to me too. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. what she went through before that was after that, that was, I wasn't a part of that. I wasn't a part of that at all. And we lived together. And at that time we shared mm-hmm. the same room. So it wasn't like we had any, any really space. So when I say that, you know, was she, I feel like she just did too much. And I feel like she wanted so much from someone and she felt like even one point, I understand the concept of feeling like, oh, you might've did something wrong. So you just calling to make sure. And it's like, well, either you did something wrong or you didn't. So it's kind of like, you know, like she really needs to work on feeling like what she feel like she deserves from people when it comes to their personal lives. But um, I know y'all know a little more than that. So let let you take on this first. Yeah, Q, so you go first. When go I watched first. the video, um, like I said, the article did say it was more so about her sexuality. But when I watched the video, Lisa Ray was just irate about the fact that she had to find out that the brat was in a homosexual relationship through the blogs and social media. Now, my personal thing on it and how I feel about it is it was none of her business. Like, if she was ready to tell you when she was ready to tell you now, just because y'all are celebrities and, yes, it got on the blogs, you know, I feel like you was just making comments about Andrew Gilliam or whoever the dude was um, that were mm-hmm. that weren't, like positive comments about his sexuality as her sister why, why would I feel comfortable bringing that to you if that's how you you know if that's what you're going to say about him because all she's going to say is well, it's different you my sister no it's not different because if you had if you say those things about him what are you going to say about me so I feel like she she was mad but okay you know that's her own personal stuff that she need to you know I feel like Lisa Ray fighting demons that's I've already said that I feel like she fighting demons. You, know, it's, you know, I feel like anybody who's homophobic is fighting demons. Well, you know, I think everybody a little right. bisexual until like, proven otherwise. So she, right. she might be saying, okay. fine. Because like I said, like I, I've, I've seen it from my own, you know, I grew up around, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> like, you know, and I've seen men mm. who would just act out irately um, when it came to gay people. You know, just oh, I don't want him around me, and then turn out to be gay themselves. Like so, you know, I'm like she might be fighting demons, but yeah. like yeah. I feel like if the brat wanted to tell you or if she didn't want to tell you, that's her personal decision or choice. And for you to like get that mad, like she was just trying to tell you happy birthday. Yeah, she has not talked to you, but yeah, she was. I I feel what they were saying. Uh, what's her name? Selena Johnson. She was like, we need to have those hard mm-hmm. conversations. And you know, yes, is there, but I feel and the brat really didn't say yeah. nothing. But I feel like she should have been like on some real shit. If I was her, mm-hmm. I'd have been like, you know, I just didn't feel comfortable with how you you reacted to that such situ- other situation with another person. I wasn't ready to tell you. Was that at the same time? Right. Did those two things happen at the same no, time? No, no, she no, she came out. She came out 
far before this. She came out uh, like two years ago or something. But I'm gonna be honest, I always thought I she was gay, that, gay. even when she was dating Allen Iverson. So it was kind of like one of those. I wasn't surprised that she came out of closet. I was like, I thought you already did. But you know, that was kind of me stereotyping her because she dresses as more of a tomboy, and I have to stop doing that. But just from her mannerism and how I saw her interact right. with women, that's what I pulled from it. If you get what I mean, not necessarily how she dressed, but also how her interactions with women that I saw in the media. However, I will say what I pulled from that video was something completely different from y'all. Because what I pulled from the video after I, I read the article first, yes, I did. But what I pulled from the video, I analyzed the video from start to finish. Lisa Ray, I don't think she was more so upset that the brat didn't tell her, you know, come out to her first. I think her finding out the way she did was kind of the icing on the cake because you could tell she, when she was crying, it was like she was, it wasn't one of those, oh my God, I missed my, my sibling or I missed my family member and I'm, they're here in front of me. That was one of those, oh, I'm going to cuss this bitch out and I'm so mad, I'm tearing up. But I've had those moments where it's like, Oh, I, I, I ain't talked to this bitch in years, and I thought she was dead. You get what I mean? Lisa Ray had put it out there that they hadn't talked. Like, they hadn't talked for a while prior to that. And after that, she wasn't responding to her calls. That was kind of the icing on the cake because they had developed a close relationship. At one point, they weren't close. They developed a really close relationship. And the rat even said that they were really close and that they have a really good communication. And I think Lisa Ray's thing was, you know, not only did you cut me off out of nowhere and I ain't do nothing to you and I haven't talked to you, but then when I do finally hear from you, it's an article about you coming out. And it's like, well, damn, I thought you was dead or you know what, well, damn, this is kind of the icing on the cake. Like, we were close and we were having really good conversation and we were building our relationship as sisters even though we just have sisters. You know, we didn't grow up together, but we're building our relationship and I'm I'm thinking we on good terms and you just cut me off and then pop up with this amazing news that not only are you, and they engaged in some shit, I think they engaged, like now, whatever they got going on, like not only are you you know, you're coming out, which is a big moment for you, but you're coming out and you're you know, in this really serious relationship and it's like, you cut me off and, you know, why were you scared of, of my, you know, of my opinion or what I had to say because clearly we had a good relationship. I was going to welcome you. You get what I mean? And even going back to that video, you know, we talked about this the last time. Lisa Ray, I think she's a victim and a, she's a victim and she is guilty. I'm going to say both of being an older black woman. So um, even though when she said, mm -hmm. you get what I mean? Like in the video, you got to keep in mind, like the mindset of people over a certain age or at a certain point, is completely different. And yeah, they're opening up more, but it's still hard to kind of break that mindset. You get what I mean? And I can say that because one of the first people I ever came out to was my oldest nephew. We grew up, that was like my brother. You get what I mean? And he still, you know, he, he fucking misogynist as hell. So when he talked to me, he'd be like, oh, he'll, he, I call him, he'd be like, oh, you sucking dick today? I'm like, but well, damn, nigga, I can't just call you and say hello. Like, why I gotta call you? You oh know what I mean? God. Like, why I gotta be all that? But you know what I mean? But, but it's come. It's for real. I'm serious. But that's like my little brother because we grew up together. I didn't grow mm -hmm. up with my brother. I didn't grow up with my sisters. I grew up with my nephew and my niece. So you know, talking to him, I know that's just him because he think like an old ass man. Y'all, you know, mm -hmm. y'all know my nephew. He think like an old ass man. He act like an old ass man. So the only thing that Lisa Ray is both guilty. 
Anne a victim of is growing up in a certain time period where she's opening up, but it ain't quite there. She still got a little ignorance. Right. You get what I mean? So it's like, even y'all notice, even in the video, she had some statements that were quite positive about the whole situation. Like, she even said, like, I just think that's just so fucked up that he had to come out like that. Like, he couldn't just come out a little more naturally like he wanted to. He had to be forced out. And then it was an ignorant comment, but the ignorant comment, I don't think was meant to be ignorant. That's just her thought process as an older person. Right. You get what I mean? She grew right. up in the wrong time period. But I do appreciate that older black women, I'm not going to say older black men, but some of them, are. but older black women are opening up. Because unfortunately and fortunately, we are a matriarchal community. You know, we can, we can, we can say we hail the black men. However, our raising black men as kings has backfired on us because they really think they're kings and they want to be worshipped and they don't want to be treated as as people. So our our community has become matriarchal over the years. So it's a good thing that black women are opening up because they are now the leaders of our community. They are now the most wealthy in our community. They're the most educated in our community. So it's a good thing. However, it's still going to take some time to break those. That I, want, I just want to. I just want to point out time. there that the reason why our um, our image for the podcast is Homer Simpson writing notes is this is because this is what we need y'all to do when y'all holding on to these podcasts because when I tell That's... you we're going to peel back layers and layers of information that when we start connecting these dots you're going to feel like Homer Simpson writing, writing notes notes saying like ooh <laughs> Because I'm about to tell you now because where, where, right, because then where does the thug agenda come on to that? Where does the concept of I have to be a thug and then now I have to be a king too? King of the thugs. That's where the, that's where the, that's where, that's where the notion (laughs) that now, and it's like, I feel bad. And this is, Mm -hmm. and I hate to say this because, you know, some people get upset when you say this. I feel bad for me as a black man and just heterosexual black men who do not fall under that notion of a thug and then because they don't fall under the notion of a thug they end up becoming under the notion of possibly being gay because that's yeah. how far the thug agenda goes that if you are not Tyrese from Baby Boy or a uh, 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 what was that? Cuban Gooding Jr. from um, um, Menace to Society? Boys in the Hood. Boys you know what I mean? Boys in the Hood. Right. They don't, don't read your ass out. Child, let, me tell you something. Look, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. As a person that's from the hood, I ain't like to watch no hood shit when I can watch it outside. Period. So... Yeah. So you know, our 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 is the thug agenda based off of those characters where you need to fall into that notion, and that if a black man doesn't fall into that notion, they then fall into the forty dollars. You know, there's no there's no gray area for that kid who grew up right. liking anime, you know, because he was labeled weird, and then decided to further his education, you know. And and now mm-hmm. falls into the narrative of like, oh well shit, I'm walking around with a hoodie on and now people are thinking that I deal drugs or that I smoke weed or that I do any of those things that I've never done it. I've never done it and I've never participated in it. So now you fall onto that notion right. and it's like there's no narrative for a person like that. 
there's no narrative for a person like that because even then when we got Tyreek from Power and even Tyreek has a dark path that he ends up following just like his father. So it's like, where is that black man? Why do we always have the thug agenda always following? And why y'all and why is there people it? complacent with it? I'm telling y'all because it's, it's, it's a brainwashing method. yes it's a brainwash and y'all and y'all out here and y'all out here feeling like everybody trying to turn your kids and that's the thing y'all worried about let's let's be honest they're trying to keep them in jail exactly y'all ain't worried about the wrong shit because the biggest thing that any any gay person any trans person any questioning person i don't give a fuck what you like you know my statement pansexual skillet sexual sink sexual bitch we floor sexual day bitch you know they all sorts of sexuals and they didn't add letters and shit but anyway i don't give a fuck what type of sexual you are the biggest thing that we always want people to take away from is mad yes, your fucking bitch that's all yes it mad your business because unless unless you pay a fucking light bill at my house what the fuck I do when I turn my lights off or when I turn them on? I ain't got shit to do with you unless you decide to look in my window. Now, like, what you doing? now, you, you always claiming, you always claiming that we trying to shove something down your throat for a bitch you got on your knees yourself, and, and you asked me to put it down there. I know plenty of straight women who have reached out to me and asked me, can they watch me have sex? Or oh, I know plenty of straight dudes who try to pull the conversation out of me, like. How do you do this? Or what's this? So or what's how's this? But if you're so uncomfortable with it, exactly. so now here's here's the here's the notion of, and then we can talk about this in the next uh, in the next one. We can talk about the notion of curiosity because mm, okay. I feel as like though it gets to a point now where and this is, and this is this is where it is for me because I think about um the girl in the girls chat when she said that you know she was in the bathroom and she saw the two girls in the stall and she decided to open the door you know that's that's the first sign of curiosity the moment that you see something of this nature happen and something else happens for you or your body tells you something that's a that's a sense of curiosity that not exploring that is going to make things worse for you and I feel like that's a mm, so we talking yeah. about curiosity and and and, 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 and to be honest with you, and to be honest topics. with you, that goes going past the thug agenda too. It it's being in the hood, being from mm-hmm. the hood, or being in one of those environments. It's looking at other options and feel, and knowing that that's an option for you. So when you see these these different characters on TV, whether they're a thug who discovers that they like men or a a gay guy who dresses like a girl and a guy, but isn't, you know what I mean? It, it, when you have, when you see those individuals understand that they can be, they can be black, they can be white, they can be Asian, they can be native American, they can be Indian, they can be mixed. They can be anyone because those people exist, you know? And I think that's something that people really, really should understand. And if their children understood that too, then what you're, what you're doing to your child is giving your child the option, a different option to live their life. You know, and I say that because you you say, right. And and I say that because and respect because your child will see something that they've seen before and will be able to recognize it and be able to put something towards it instead of seeing something that they've never seen before and get negative with it or take your connotation to it, which could be negative, you know, so 
it's important mm-hmm. for your child to be able to see that and make their own connotation to it. If you feel the need to sit your child down yeah. and want to talk to them about it, uh, that would be something that I am not a professional and can't recommend you to do anything, but I can say that you might want to. But um, with, with that being said, I think what's important to take away from this is the concept of the thug agenda existing for the black male and understanding that it's mm-hmm. either the thug agenda for the black male or the gay agenda for the black male. And there's no intersectionality, is that the word? There's no intersectionality for the black male to be anything else. And us as a community are allowing that. You know what I mean? We've so, been allowing yeah. it. And, and we should be yeah. outraged. And we should be outraged, outraged yeah. that it's happening because now our little boys are scared to go to school to be doctors because they feel like they can't, if they're not a football player or they're not rapping, right. then they're not succeeding. Right. And, and then it becomes a default. It becomes so, a default of things that they do because they feel like that those are mm-hmm. things that lead to success. Selling drugs leads to success. Exactly. Me being a basketball player leads to success. Exactly. You know, they rarely see the narrative exactly. of anything else. So it's the concept mm-hmm. of seeing other things. You exactly. know, this is where I can appreciate shows that show black women and black young women and black men as other things, but it, it's always a price. Mm-hmm. It's always a price. Yeah. Yeah. Because what I don't want to see is our little boys who want to become doctors and lawyers and physicians and mathematicians go to school to do those things and then drop out and leave because they don't because they don't fit into the agenda that's accepted. And now they feel like they have to do it. And that's not fair to them. And you should feel terrible as a parent if you if you that's made your child. <laughs> and I feel, mm-hmm. I see, and I feel like, I feel like, there, and that's like this see, and this is one of, and that's why I say I love this topic because there's so many layers to it, and I feel like this is going to be just like the part one of the conversation because I feel like stuff like this pop up all the time, but it, it it's so many layers to mm-hmm. peel back. But I just wanted to say that it 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 sucks for the black men because you really you really don't have an option because I also want, and I also want to bring this in because mm-hmm. I know. Cedric has spoke about this that it's gonna and it's gonna be a hard pill to swallow for some people. These standards mm-hmm. are set by women, mm-hmm. so the concept of the thug agenda being pushed is something that women have let men know that they allow and they are okay with. You know, it's still in music and it's still in media today that this is the kind of man that women find attractive and they prefer a man that even now it's like oh I want a nigga that got a little bit of hood in him it's like well damn does every man that you have to be with have to come from a low income background in order for him to be attractive to you think about that right what happened to want not even wanting somebody with money it's not even about that it's about wanting someone who had a stable life maybe but not not not, but no (laughs) all jokes aside all jokes aside, it's about having mm-hmm. someone who, you know, how about dating someone who had some um, both their parents in their lives or someone who's still parents are still married. Yes. You know what I mean? Someone who came from a suburban yes. lifestyle, someone who had a car when they were 16 or mm-hmm. didn't have to struggle on their way up. Where, where is that concept? You know what I mean? Why does everything have to be t- tied to a struggle for us as a community, even in the perception that people have of us, you know? This is something to think about. Yeah, it's true. 
That is yeah, true. I, I agree. That where we at now? I think we are at what an hour now, fifty nine minutes. Yeah, we almost at an hour. That's all <laughs> I got. I mean, I got, I got more yeah, of yeah, part two to this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like this was really good. We're gonna have to yeah. do a lot. Yeah, this was a, this this was good. I. That's, how that's did how I did you feel about the conversation? Yeah. We still recording. I'm gonna still cut this out, but we in conversation. So I mean, I, yeah, I, I yeah, we in conversation. Like I, I do feel like it's it's some layers that need to be peeled peel the fuck yeah. back, because because like now yeah. like when me and the <laughs> were talking about the thugs, like, I didn't think about that shit until you said something, and then also, you know, I, I learned a lot. Let mm-hmm. me just say that I learned a lot, which also helped shape a, a perspective for me. Innocent, but again, I just mm-hmm. know. Like, uh, I watched something with Crazy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony. He had a letter about some music execs mm-hmm. who told like a group of music people to make songs about certain shit, and that get paid because they invested mm-hmm. in the private prisons. And I'm just like, so, cause, cause if you think about it, if you think about Dang. throughout history. This image was forged. And yeah. if you think about, like, literally, it started with freaking, I hate to say it, but NWA. It goes back because before NWA, I mean, you yeah. know, because people like Public Enemy, they didn't last very long. You don't hear all these great stories and tales about Public Enemy. You hear it about NWA, got a movie. You know? Yeah, and like when they say, yeah, "Oh, they sold, right. they sold to the devil," it's the Illuminati. I now have a different perspective. It's not the Illuminati. They sold, they sold to the white people by doing what they wanted them to do, which was push that thug narrative, mm-hmm. push that drug, push that shit. So they, so, yeah. so these little black kids—that's the only thing they saw on television. Because after a different world and the Cosby Show, for a long ass time, we didn't have nothing. If y'all think about it. Ooh, Cedric. That sounds nope. like the perfect thing to do research about, girl. You know how we get. How, you know how we get, girl. But yes. If you think about it and how all of it's intertwined, like, it makes a lot of fucking sense. No, for real. That's something to think because about. We need to find out. Okay. So now, so now we need to look up. After 90s Now we need to look up the ending times when the Bill Cosby show and Different World and all that stuff came out and, and put that with the the releasing of music because I told you when I had did um well I'm I'm, I'm probably going to add this in there too so when I did you remember when I was in college I had a class yes. that talked about the sociology and psychological and the social the social the social the sociological and psychological implications of clothing my project for that class I had to write a paper and I talked about right the transitioning of menswear and I use the yearbooks, yep, at VSU, and I use the yearbooks as reference. Mm-hmm. There is a time period where men um, stopped dressing up. There was a concept of, and then I talk about, and that's another post when we can talk about fashion, but there was a concept where there was a time where men, where there was the khakis and the loafer and the dresser, and then fashion or the image of the black man shifted into the t-shirt and jean and the saggy pants and what i use as reference were the images that fraternities um took when you know every every year they take their pictures and it came to a point where they were 
nicely dressed, yep. and posed, ready to go. And then it got to a point where it became a little disheveled and everyone right. was just doing their own thing. So it's like, when was that? Now I had to find that paper to figure out when I was this shift you. of the image of the black male within ourselves, within our community. When, when, when hip-hop started. Oh, when yeah. hip-hop started. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, again, and again, going back, these are right. images that are approved of by the women. Like I said, we have turned into a matriarchal society, well, community. Our community are, are ran by the women, so we need the women's approval for anything we do moving forward. As soon as women said, we approve of this look, men completely did a 360 on how too, because If you think about it, MTV didn't start videos until rap came out. You're right. Like we're a wow. phobia and an obsession. Yeah. Well, no, well, no, they didn't. No, that's not necessarily true. They did have videos well, prior to that. They I'm just, just saying, like it wasn't videos. like a big thing until rap. Like they had videos, but you don't hear about how it impacted until hip hop videos started showing. Right. And that became, yeah, right. Because MTV had a rotation. Had a lot of money. Yep, you're right. I'm going to look we're going to have to All end right, it. We're going to so have to like, end we're it. We're going to use that. That's going to be our next topic. We can chat about that later. Hello. Hello. Yeah, what you doing? Girl, no. I'm just laying here, child. Um, just took out the trash. What are you doing? Nothing, child. I just opened this damn package. Remember I had told you I ordered the skincare shit from the girl that lived in the 7-5. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. try that out tonight and see how it go. Oh, uh, what you order from her? You said you ordered a lot of stuff because she run out. But what you get? Well, I got the whole set. So I got um, I got the cleanser, the toner, moisturizer. I got a dark spot treatment, um, dark spot treatment thing, and then I got a turmeric mask. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, we'll talk later about that stuff. You know. Hmm. We've been having our own little self-care, body care, routine conversation. Yes, yes. No, it's heavy on the self-care. Heavy. Self-care. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, okay, so we came in here to talk about something that I know everybody is talking about. And what is that, bitch? I fucking love craft country. Girl, <laughs> okay. So... For me, okay, so I didn't really, I was kind of late to everything because I was paying attention to other shows that were going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got into it, I was really thoroughly confused. So I then I had to set it to a side, scroll through social media and listen to other people talk about it for a second right. before I can give it another dive to figure out, oh, okay, so this is a lot that's going on. I just really need to like gather it all together, let a few episodes come out first and then kind of get into them all at once. Right. So it's like, I just got addicted to it and you know I just saw this recent episode and I'm just like oh oh my god like the the 
the beauty of like simile metaphor, like, oh my God, the balance, the contrast, it was amazing. But what I did notice too, is that you know a lot more about the backstory and the, the things that are coming forward. And so it makes me even more interested to even talk to you about it and then watch it play out. And I'm like, ooh, yes. So I know Cedric knows about this. <laughs> so yes, if you, you so give a give a little backdrop on what you know about um the show. Well, you know, I come from it, I come at it from a history and literature standpoint. Those are my two favorite subjects. And the first, you know, I was hyped when they first started talking about the show. I was like, oh, yes, because I saw Lovecraft Country and I was like, oh, so let me look this up. Because, you know, I read H.P. Lovecraft's books, well, at least some of them, not all of them. I read a couple of them. And, you know, if you don't know who H.P. Lovecraft is, first of all, he's a fucking sadistic ass, weird ass racist. Let's start there. But he is, I would call him the father of sci-fi horror. He his novels basically influence a lot of the sci-fi and horror shit that we see today. Stephen King shit, and you know Stephen King shit is good. Stephen King would have never started writing and getting his books turned into films if it was not for H.P. Lovecraft. Let's start there, you know, because H.P. Lovecraft he started out, you know, we already had kind of I guess horror novels and shit like that, but you know they took more of a romantic turn. Or they had like a backstory. His was just like pure horror. He was like, oh, you know, I'm not just going to bring you aliens. I'm going to bring you aliens in another dimension that's watching you while you sleep and pulling you in through your TV and some other shit. Like he had a bunch of like weird shit going on and it influenced a lot of like other dimensional sci-fi that we have going on now. Now, what I like about it, again, because you know, I love I love when races turn over in their grave, is that they chose civil rights and, and the black and the black man and a black woman to tell his stories. And you know, even though, you know, it's not one of those things where I would wish somebody to like be suffering in hell or nothing like that, but you know, it, it's definitely a spit in his face to have black people tell his story because what people don't know, I want to say it was either a poem or a book. I can't remember if it was a poem or a book, but one of his very first pieces of work was basically breaking down how inferior black people are, if you get what I mean. Right. So that's kind of why I was more excited for the show because it's like, okay, not only am I getting into a subject that I like, which is like sci-fi and horror and you know, all the crazy shit that I be watching, but it's like, okay, now I get to see, you know, us black people shit on the racists. Right. Pretty much. For me, I what I love about the show is um, how they choose to bring things to life. This most recent episode, I feel like the... Well, first, let's talk about just... It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. I feel like it's so much to unravel. Whereas mm-hmm. it's like it's let's just, I feel like let's just start with the most re- recent episode. I feel like with the most recent episode, I didn't really even take the time myself to realize with what Hippolyta's daughter was going through. Um, I, I really didn't pay attention to her to much of the the show, but when I mm-hmm. saw the previews, I was like, "Oh right, 
there is a daughter. She definitely did just lose her father, and she technically did just lose her mother. Her mother so right. it's like, what kind of what kind of thing is she going through? Is anybody even really paying attention to that? You know what I mean? And it was obvious that she was going through what she was going through on her own. But it was mm-hmm. crazy how even like when the police even came to play, and it was like, damn! Like even the police officer had put when the police officer had put something on her, I was like, oh, bitch! Like no. Now no, this is something else to go through. But keep in mind, like, somebody brought up a good point on social media. They was like, are they throwing shots or are they bringing attention to what we as black people do to our children when they're going through emotional trauma and depression? Oh, oh yeah. Because keep in mind, from the beginning, like, I don't know if you noticed, but the story, the main, the story or the opening story of that episode was that she grew up with Emmett Till. Mm-hmm. So she just lost her dad. She lost her mom, and it's yet to be confirmed, but she got a feeling she lost her mom. And then she just lost her best friend who she grew up with. She's going through some shit, and right. nobody, nobody tried to console her. Everybody was too mm-hmm. busy wrapped up in what the fuck they had going on. Ruby was ready to go get her pussies, um, pussy pounded in. You know, um, fucking um, Letty is pregnant. And then Tick, he off wherever the hell he off. Whatever. So, you know, and so she's literally like going through this by herself. And keep in mind, her uncle is like nowhere to be found at this point. And she's really going through this by herself. So after going through this, you know, these traumatic experiences, these three traumatic experiences, she's basically lost three people. She's in, she's, she loves. You, you just got a curse put on you by some weird ass police officer like that's that's if that's not telling the black child story that i don't know what is Ain't because now on multiple we, levels yes because not only do you know are our children running from you know their 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 feelings and their mental health because nobody's helping them you they know now, from society too they're running from society and now you know especially it's very relevant now because of all the things that's coming to light with mm-hmm. the police see see people don't know but Black people have been at war with the U.S. police for a very long time because for a very long time, the U.S. police force, the entire police force, was the, they were the institute. They were the, they were the implementors of Jim Crow and racism. Right. So, you know, even after Jim Crow laws went away, they still implemented and they cracked down on these crazy-ass laws that were here to bring us down. So... I can only imagine being a child in the 60s and dealing with that. You know, it's nothing. Like, now it's happening. People doing it, and they don't even know they're doing it because they've been trained to do it. It's in their training manual, and you know it is. Because remember, um, remember what you call it, her husband was in the police force, and she admitted to me that it's part of their training that they profile people, and they don't know it, but it's different portions of the training that require profiling. So, you know, what's going on now is on a small scale compared to what they had going on in the 60s. Exactly. So, I can only imagine. And the little girl who played her, what is her name? Jada something. I know her first name is Jada. She did an amazing job portraying the mental health aspect of it. I can tell you that. But I am proud of her for trying to go at it head on like she did. You know, but that's kind of what we all doing at this point. But let's talk about the real motherfucking show, okay? What? The fucking personification of the spirits that was coming after her. Yes. 
so was probably the most beautiful thing I've seen personified in a long time because we've seen a lot. I feel like just in cinematic history, we've seen a lot of personifications of spirits and demons. Mm -hmm. But this kind of like daunting, sinister, creepy trickster kind of like, I'm going to get you kind of thing. It was just like, wow. It was it was it was haunting and intriguing to watch at the same time. Mm-hmm. But it, I can imagine the torture, you know. But then imagine the sinisterness of knowing that you're gonna get somebody, and then they're just like running away. And it's just like it doesn't matter how far you run or where you go, mm-hmm. you know. I'm gonna get you, you um, know. That's... And that and and that's what made it so like creepy, but made it so dope at at the, at the same time. But e- but even going back to what we was just talking about, even that portion of Mopsy and Bopsy, those two little girls, even that portion is symbolism for shit that black people is running from. Because keep in mind that Mopsy and Bopsy are based off of a character called Bopsy from Uncle Tom's Cabin. Right. And you know, Bopsy was basically like, she she was the little former slave girl who they was passing around and she and she couldn't never. She was always ignorant. She was always acting out of mischievous because that's and she. She was portrayed as like this weird minstrel looking character with these big lips and this crazy ass barrettes in her hair and shit like that. That right there is us running from an image yeah. or a stereotype because yeah. that's basically what Boxy was in that book. She was the stereotype of the untamed nigger. Yeah, that's what she wow. was. You know, she was the stereotype of the untamed nigger. She was a little nigger girl who never behaved. You know, and even when you know the white savior tried to save her, when they saved her, I think she was um she was enslaved by somebody. She was working somewhere, I think, at a restaurant or something. They had her like held captive at a restaurant, if I remember the book correctly. And this man bought her to try to save her. And do you know what he did after he bought her? He bought her and gave her to. Um, I believe it was his aunt or his friend, Miss Ophelia, as a gift to be a pet. So you get what I mean? Like she's the untamed nigger girl who the white people have to jump in and save and pull her out of one out of this bad situation, and she's still ungrateful. And, and that's how they painted her to be. But it's like if you think about it from black person's perspective, you didn't save her. You went, you took her from out of slavery and gave her to a new slave owner. Right, every single time. Every single time. So you went and purchased her from this restaurant she was enslaved in, and you gave her to you gave her to your friend as a pet, and you they in there whistling at her and shit like she a dog. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Even, but and then let's talk about let's talk about Ruby's relationship. <laughs> okay, so for me, like. So for me, like I understand uh, this, and it, and this is so funny because this goes back into a bunch of shit when it comes to sexuality and relationships and being in a situation and you realize like, oh well, shit. Well, what the fuck do you do? Right. So she kind of so she meets. So when she finds out that she's with a woman who who can who can be a man just like she can be a white woman, mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of opens. It kind of opens things up for her, and I feel like that 
there's going to be a lot of understanding in their relationship because I think that she's going to, I think that I, I think that she's going to find a way to make herself black. That is a possibility, but keep in mind, we, oh, keep in mind, she's about to sacrifice tick on the on the autumn solstice or whatever. So she might be trying to switch personalities with him or some shit. Right. Or she, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's the, I feel like that's the only way that she's going to be able to fully understand what it what it feels like to be black. I feel like even what she did to herself or had those people do to her and have her tied to the cotton gin and thrown into the river. I feel like that's not enough. I feel like, and it's crazy because for me, I feel like that I would, if I was Ruby, I would have seen, I would have told, she would have told me that she did that. And I'm like, baby, that's not enough. No. I need you to walk in the shoes, sis. I need you to walk in a black man's shoes, sis. Mm-hmm. And do that. Just like you got me walking in these white people's skin. And I understand the privilege that white people have. And I will pity it after seeing the shit that she said. I'm like, oh my God. Could you imagine being white in that time and your life being so bland? Yes. The, the, what you, oh my God. It just sounded so boring. Yeah. But listen, but you know what though? I'm going to tell you the theory. Either one or two things is going to happen. Either one, she's planning to use that body switching spell and, and take Tick's body because remember he got the blood. Uh, the first, um, the first warlock, or whatever the fuck the dude is, in him because right. they that's his ancestor. So either she she need his body to achieve immortality, and she about to get inside his body literally, or like you said, she just about um using his blood is gonna turn her black. So she trying to prepare herself. But I think low key she starting to feel Ruby like they they starting to be something there, cause. If you notice, Ruby ain't left. No. And she's and even in well, even in the form of her original self, Christina is still kind of acting like, you know, we 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 in a relationship type of thing. That's how she carried me. You get what I mean? Like she's still consoling her and all that shit. If you get what I mean? Even when she pulled up and put Ruby in the tub, I'm like, you you washing her and you soaking her in the tub, and all this shit. Like y'all are real life. In a whole relationship, and y'all got a whole thing going on. Child, I feel like I feel like it's so many layers to that. Yeah. She can also be, she can also be, she can also be petting her. That too. She can also, she can also be preparing to take her body. You know what I mean? So, or she might be trying to start her coven because remember, she wasn't allowed to be a part of the original coven because she was a woman. So maybe she. You know, on the move to start an all-woman coven because she she already planned to take down the police officer who owns his coven right. here. So she probably know once she take him down, she gonna have to do her own shit. It's a couple but, things going on there. And then it was funny as fuck because okay, so at the end I was like, okay, so you know I've been um taking my classes and you know learning a little more about um. African spirituality mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm like looking at stuff and I'm like, oh, bitch, they getting serious out here. Okay. So when I saw that the protection spells were done and I'm like, all right, cool. I see y'all out here, you know, making sure y'all good and stuff like that. I just say, you know, using blood is a little deep, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, you don't have to go that deep. I just say, you know, but when I saw that, you know, the bullets were bouncing off of her when they were getting shot, I was just like, all right, protection spell, I see you. But it was when when Atticus, when that demon had popped up, I was like, oh, oh, wait up, bitch. Time out. Do we get one of those? <laughs> you 
yep, that's exactly what the fuck happened. He got his own name. Bitch, I want one of those. It look cute. Bitch, not it look cute. Hell no. It looked like I wouldn't be allergic to it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They ain't got no fur. Yeah. I was like, oh, I want one. But you, if it pop up every time, I, you know, if it pop up every time I need it like that, that'd be cute. You, and, you know, stay in the backyard, I feed yeah, it. Yeah, but you know that's that's one of Lovecraft um other dimensional demons. Remember, I was telling you about them things from his book. Right. That's one of them. Right. So if they bringing out just that one, that's supposed to be a lower level one. I'm trying to figure out when they're gonna bring out the big ones like Cthulhu and all that shit. But I feel like I love the show. I love the direction that it's going. And I hope this isn't going to be one of those short shows where they do like a season and then we left off for a long time. I mean, I don't care how long we're left off, to be honest with you. I just would like it to be a continuous thing, at least like Stranger Things, where it's just like, you know, they continue to give us something, you know, around, the, you know, around certain time. But I just can't I can't deal with just another a one season of this. This has to continue going. Yes, it has. I have so many questions and it has so many layers to where it can it can present itself in different in different ways like but you know I love I love the show. But I know we only get in ten episodes though. Misha Green, the lady that directed, she said we only get ten episodes this season. So like you said, we we praying and hoping for a second. Right. Because stuff like this, you know you know me. I I'm all into the mythology and I'm like this this is giving me everything I want because Gia <laughs> Gia the, the Korean girl Oh, you know I love her. Child, my whole my whole thing with with her character when she showed up back at the house, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, bitch, what? What? Well, I mean, I understand what could make her do that, but I, I, it was just like, imagine being Letty and just being like, okay, bitch, I'm just in the middle of con- of the concept of understanding that I'm pregnant and really haven't really." wrap my mind too really far around right. it and then here comes this another woman who who I necessarily can't really be mad at because she shows up worried for you right. so it's like yeah and then and, and, then, then, and then we find out you know then we find out who and what she is and I'm sitting here like you've already had an encounter yeah you've already had a magical encounter you keeping it to yourself but you know her character is out of my heart because you know how I feel about Asian mythology. Right. But yeah, but I, well, girl, well, I feel like they made her, uh, uh, it's like, I feel like they played the two parts because they called her a succubus, but she's really the nine tail. Correct. Fox. She is not a succubus. However, it's a similar concept to a succubus where depending on where you go in, in Asia, you could hear stories of the nine-tailed fox seducing men and eating their souls, seducing men and eating their livers, or just seducing men because she need them. She need to have sex with them to become human. It's so many, depending on what part of Asia you go to, even different parts of China, different parts of Japan, different parts of Korea, different parts of Taiwan, like different places you go. There's gonna be a story about the nine tail fox. Some are good, some are saying she's a good omen, and some are bad. But they all kind of center around the same story. It's a fox that can shape shift into a person. It you know it needs to have sex with men. That's that's one of the things. Sometimes women too. You do also see it sometimes have sex with women, shape shift into a man or shape shift into a woman, whatever, whatever. Um, but I just I was actually very I I kind of had a feeling. I was because when 
I was looking at that episode when they kind of show her flashback. I was like, something ain't right about this scene. I saw them candles light up like that. And I was like, this bitch about to be the damn nine-tailed fox. Then when I saw the tails come out, I was a little confused. They ain't look like tails at first. They look like worms or some other shit. But then when they confirmed that, it was like, oh, she's a gamiho. And that's Korean for nine-tailed fox spirit. But depending on what part of China or Korea or whatever you go, sometimes they spell it with a G. Sometimes they spell it with a K. I know in China, they call it a hulijin. In Japan, some people call it a kyubi, which means nine tails. Some people call it the kitsune, which is nine-tailed fox demon. It's all the same shit. And you know how I feel about anime. You watch any anime, it's always a nine-tailed fox demon. And I don't care what nobody say, the nine-tailed fox demon is always the head bitch in charge. So I already knew she was about it. That's why I said she's favorite. Right. Right. I feel like I feel like that. I feel like that she I feel like that when she said that she saw his death. I feel like that she saw something that happened in one of those dimensions that he fell into. Possibly. I feel like that she didn't see his death. I think that she saw what could be his mm-hmm. death because I feel like she's also said, "Oh, like this never, this has never happened before." So it's like, how can you confirm that this is his death? Then you know yeah. what I mean. Well, I mean, at the same time, though, it never happened because she's so close to being him. Right. So it's it's so weird, but it's like I also think it's weird that she hasn't had her one person yet to make her human. Was she in love with him? Right. So why don't I why not get your one person and then go back to him? I don't know. That's a good ass question. I think I think that she's staying as the what you call it to save him. That could be the case. That could be the case, but we don't know. But I feel like her being in America right now is is, is, is not good. Is, is either not good or it's one of them things where it's like they needed her. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting though that if they need her because that would be like the hole in the pocket. Now another thing though, like, what if she pregnant? Well, she couldn't be pregnant. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. That's what I'm about to tell you. One of the stories um, in Korea of the the nine tail fox. Is that she? Um, she gets pregnant beca- before she becomes fully human, but the, she carries the baby for like ten years or some shit. And I know there's other ones. They say she carried the baby for a hundred years. So what if she pregnant? She don't know how to tell him. Wow. See, bitch. This is why. See, this is why I like. <laughs> see, this is why I like. See. You see how you get the little different dimensions of how this can go off? Because I also think that Hippolyta is going to come back. I think so too. I think so too because at the end of the at the end of the last episode, she kept saying, "D needs me. D needs me." So I feel like she's going to figure out some way to get out that shit. But when she come back, she's going to come back with a whole. And her daughter's not going to be the same. Not yeah. just that, but she's going to come back at the right moment. After she learned a million and one skills. Because keep in mind, she was in there learning how to fight. She was in there learning how to do a whole bunch of other shit, too. She was in there. Right. She was really living her life. She was and it's crazy because I believe. Right. And I feel like she already knew so much. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she's going to, yeah, I feel like that. I feel like she's really going to benefit from that. I can't wait until the show progresses out. There's so many other shows I want to talk about, too. No shade. But I got to get you caught up on power. 
Well, you know, I ain't never seen an episode of Power a Day in my life. The first one, out was well, this uh, one. Uh, well, like, this one is the newer one. I feel like, to be honest with you, you just got to watch the little, probably like two, three episodes, including the season finale. And then you really have a good gist of what this new one is about. But I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a lot about to unravel. But since you don't really know much, I feel like we can leave that one alone. But I feel like Lovecraft County is definitely a show that I want to keep in touch with and talk about more because I feel like this shit's about to unravel because I feel like also some historic things are going to come into play mm-hmm. too because I feel like that and I feel like that's what's going to really really make things really make things you know spicy is an understatement that's what I'm saying mm-hmm. all I know is we got two more episodes left and Misha Green confirmed that we ain't seen the last the D and them two little girls so that whole thing ain't done how long it's gonna last? I don't know. Girl, well, you know, I feel like I feel like you know, we'll keep in touch. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what other shows I'm watching though. 